Welcome to Tech Mobility Topics. For those of you who still prefer to actually shop in a real bricks and mortar store, you know, that number of choices have dropped in recent years. But did you realize more than likely the store you're currently shopping in is smaller too? According to industry pundits, the average store size in the United States is the smallest it's been in 17 years, reflecting profound changes in the way Americans now shop. And that kind of makes sense because your warehousing space continues to grow at phenomenal rates. And I think what you're seeing here is that as people shop online and want it delivered, there's less need to display it, more need to stock it so it can be delivered. So it would make sense that you would see a evolution of less retail space and more warehouse space. And this is really what's happening. The rise in e-commerce and a growing distaste for giant emporiums are softening, softening demand for department stores and other big box space. Let me use an example. Best Buy, very quietly, over the last 10 years, has been reducing the size of their stores. In some cases, actually inviting in um vendors to actually lease space within the store uh, in place of uh, just having all that space. And in other cases, actually cutting the size of the store. Uh, we've got a store in the western part of the city, and they reduced the size of that store in half. The other half is a Whole Foods now. It has been for years. So they're doing this. This is not new. Restaurants and coffee shops, meanwhile, are gobbling up small storefronts as Americans spend more time dining out, ordering at drive throughs or using food delivery apps. I cannot tell you how many coffee shops I have visited in the Des Moines metro area, many of them new in the last year. My wife and I kind of even make a thing of it. And a lot of times they're in new space, they're in reimagined space, and they're in subdivided space. One coffee shop is actually in a building that hasn't had any sort of use for it as long as I've been in Iowa, at least 40 years. But they're in there now selling coffee and pastries and things. We even have one business that, um, this is a unique idea for coffee shops, called Chains and Coffee. It's a bike shop. That's a coffee shop. I'm just going to leave that where it is. It was different. I wish they had more pastry. But yeah, I checked it out. It's a thing. You know, this is what people are doing. Retailers have signed leases averaging 3,200 square feet during the first three quarters of this year. The smallest size since data firm CoStar Group began tracking this metrics in 2006. Not quite 20 years ago. A shopping center today looks very different than it did 10 years ago. The focus is more on expertise, much more on food and beverage. There's only so many places you can eat out, though, people. I mean, what we're seeing in a number of our formerly big malls that were the thing, particularly we've got a mall south of town called Southridge, and it used to be anchored by a Montgomery Wards. It used to have a Yonkers. It used to have a Sears. They're all gone. A community college has taken a major chunk of that, but yet and still a lot of that space, at least the mall itself, isn't being occupied. But what they're doing, they've actually built 
apartment buildings on the back part of what used to be parking acres and parking lots are now apartment buildings on that very property. And I don't know how they're going to reuse the uh, movie theater. There's a movie theater there that's closed as well. It's still standing, but I don't know what they're going to do with it. Food and beverage companies signed nearly one-fifth of all retail leases last year. Key there, retail. With most targeting spaces 5,000 square feet or smaller. Welcome to the rise or the renaissance of the strip mall. If you're seeing a lot of combined space like that, like we are here seeing coming back, or spaces that haven't been occupied in years suddenly getting rented out, Chances are it's a restaurant or a coffee shop. And honestly, how much coffee can you drink? Me, I'm a one a day kind of person on a rough day too. So yeah, they're not going to get rich with me buying coffee. <coughs> I will add this too. For all of you uh, coffee snobs out there, you also know that you've probably also seen the growth of Starbucks as a standalone building. And there's a reason for that. Part of it's what's going on with this drinking store. Starbucks figured out that if they have a drive-thru, uh, their sales go up uh, astronomical in terms of comparison. And most of the Starbucks I've seen with a drive-thru are always packed in the mornings. I mean, lines around the corner. They figured something out. So you're seeing a lot of that getting out of the storefronts they were in and building standalones because it's an issue of money. Out here in the Midwest, we have uh, little pop-up coffee shops called scooters. All they are is a drive-up. You can't drive in and sit down. You drive up and get them, and they're all over the place. Again, how much coffee can you drink? Really? Rather than filling sprawling department stores with an array of merchandise, many retailers have started using data from online orders, social media, and foot traffic analytics to customize smaller inventories to the local population. Case in point, market by Macy's. It's one-fifth the size of a usual Macy's at 30,000 square feet. And they're looking at opening a bunch of them. Here's a side note. Apparently what Macy's is doing is working because they just got an unsolicited offer of almost $6 billion to take the company private. Somebody's seeing some value, for sure. Heard a friend of mine in produce department say this, and so I'm going to say it because I, I think it's a, it's a fun saying. Uh, this is relative to the way things used to be in a department store. And I quote, the old days of stack them high and watch them fly are gone. And that was a retail analyst uh, making that statement about retail in America today. By following these trends and maybe using AI to crunch the numbers, this allows them to keep fewer items in the store and shrink their footprint to fit the open-air shopping centers where customers are increasingly shopping. So let me ask you, when's the last time you went to an enclosed mall anywhere? Bet you can't remember, because I'm thinking, and I can't remember, the last time I walked into a mall. I don't remember. Oh, my goodness. Retailers are trying to get close to the customers who are moving to the suburbs, working from home a few days a week, and what the convenience of drive through and curbside pickup. It's a thing, particularly with groceries. Location is a higher priority than perfect size. 
always has been because they will tell you in real estate there are three things when it comes to retail. Location, location, location. <laughs> that hasn't changed. Just more of a thing now. So what are we doing? Mercy, Macy's is opening 30 new locations at 30 to 50,000 square feet. Like I said, one-fifth the size of their mall locations. Bloomingdale's is doing the same thing and has opened three small format locations and plan to expand. And this is while Macy's closed 80 department stores since February of 2020. We're getting smaller. We're getting more efficient. And there's still an opportunity to go shopping. Just smaller. We are the Tech Mobility Show. To learn more about the Tech Mobility Show, start by visiting our website. Hi, I'm Ken Chester, host of the Tech Mobility Show. The website is a treasure trove of information about me and the show, as well as where to find it on the radio across the country. Keep up with the happenings at the Tech Mobility Show by visiting techmobility.show. That's techmobility.show. You can also drop us a line at talk at techmobility.show. Did you know that Tech Mobility has a YouTube channel? Hi, I'm Ken Chester, host of the Tech Mobility Show. Each week, I upload a few short videos of some of the hot topics that I cover during my weekly radio program. I've designed these videos to be informative and entertaining. It's another way to keep up on current mobility and technology news and information. Be sure to watch, like, and subscribe to my channel. That's the Tech Mobility Show on YouTube. Check it out. Are you tired of juggling multiple apps and platforms for meetings, webinars, and staying connected? Look no further than AONMeetings.com, the all-in-one browser-based platform that does it all. With AON Meetings, you can effortlessly communicate with clients, host virtual meetings and webinars, and stay in touch with family and friends, all in one place and for one price. Here's the best part. You can enjoy a 30-day free trial. It's time to simplify your life and boost your productivity. AONMeetings.com, where innovation meets connection. Get started today and revolutionize the way you communicate. Social media is the place to be these days, and we're no exception. I'm Ken Chester of the Tech Mobility Show. If you enjoy my program, then you will also enjoy my weekly Instagram videos. From the latest vehicle reviews to timely commentary on a variety of mobility and technology-related topics, these short features are designed to inform and delight you. Be sure to watch, like, and follow us on Instagram. You can find us by typing the Tech Mobility Show in the search bar.